And welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast, where we talk all things entry level. I'm Lindsay Bernard, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Dudley. Today, we're doing our second episode in our special series, Entry Level Pandemic. Um, we're going to, for topics today, we'll be a little shorter than last time. We're going to keep it, we're going to keep it more con- condensed, but Sarah's going to talk a little bit about, you know, her reality at work and what her company's doing and her friends are doing to keep the morale up. And I'm going to talk about a recent experience I had being in contact with someone who is now exposed and this all happened last night. So we got a quick, good episode for you today. So Sarah, why don't you uh, kick us off and uh, how's it been going for you? Again, this is our second episode in entry-level pandemic. Yeah. So uh, it's been a crazy week so far. So this is really, you know, week one of working from home 100% where like my entire team and I'm a worldwide team, right? So the majority of my team when I was going in the office was based um, in Massachusetts, but we also had big chunks of our team based in other locations too, like Austin and Raleigh, New York, and then of course worldwide as well. Mm-hmm. And so we are no strangers to remote work or having to be on WebEx or video conferencing type calls on a pretty regular basis as part of our days. And so when we made the decision to have everybody officially work, start working from home, pretty much effective this Monday, I didn't foresee it being a big shift in in life as I knew it when it came to working. Um, there were days, usually even when I was going into the office, I would still work fully from home at least you know a couple of days a week. And so I just figured it would be more of the same of that. Mm-hmm. But what I found really interesting is that because of the fact that now that everybody is home and not just employees, but their families, their kids, their spouses. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other kind of craziness going on at the same time. You're getting probably more deliveries than you usually do. You are potentially taking care of other people as well that you need to check in on and all this other stuff. And having young kids at home, I mean, I don't personally, of course, but (laughs) a lot of my coworkers do. And so suddenly you start to see a lot more of that on in meetings and on calls and, you know, the kids pop in to say hi and the dogs pop in and, and that's never necessarily been discouraged, you know, at work, but at the same time, it's never been so fully accepted either. And so it's kind of been interesting, like you get this lens into people's lives that you haven't really gotten before and and I even had a coworker who yesterday during our lunch hour put on like a one hour, um, like learn about astronauts thing for kids who were at home with their parents. And so parents gave up their, their WebEx for an hour so that my coworker could teach them about astronauts, like the kids. And so he had like this whole forum of kids of our coworkers and did this little lesson for them, which was really actually really cute and funny. So, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And then we've been doing virtual 
yoga and breath work. We had a session of that on Tuesday. Like, I cannot get over. So just as a side <laughs> note, Sarah told me about this and like, I think I said to her, oh my God, like my company would never do this. If anything, they're like, how much more work did you get done? Like we're, we're definitely, we did not get yoga breathing or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it's coming though. But so we did that on Tuesday and then yesterday we did virtual happy hours, which before yesterday I had never heard of, but now all of a sudden they're everywhere. And and then it's kind of like an ongoing thing. I just, I just got an invitation for next Friday to, uh, you know, somebody is going to teach us the introduction to succulents, <laughs> like oh growing succulents from cactus. And I'm like, you know, in another world, this may be absurd, but in pure pandemic work from home mode, I'm digging, I'm ready for it. I want to learn about succulents and how to yes. grow them at home. <laughs> and so I think it's just, it's been interesting because I feel like as weird and kind of crazy as all of this is, it's also bringing out like these things about your coworkers that you didn't really know before. It's building that connection and that engagement in ways that you haven't really experienced before. And not that you don't necessarily get that when you see them in the office, when you actually are face to face. But I think now I'm getting to know coworkers that I don't actually really see that often yes. because they work in a different location. And now there's that excuse to have more of those like social elements to your engagements day to day. So <clears throat> I found that it's interesting and I just don't know what I'm going to get hit with next from an engagement perspective. And even outside of my day job, my company, I also run a um, nonprofit in Boston for content marketers and trying to think of ways to keep them engaged now that we can't do events in person for a while. And so yeah. we're hosting like a virtual happy hour next week to kind of talk about how marketing is impacted by all of this stuff and ways to kind of cope with it and, and techniques. And I'm trying to get somebody to come in and talk about, you know, breath work and yoga and stuff like that, <laughs> because I think it's, it's such an important element that we totally. forget sometimes. And I hope some of this stuff extends beyond the pandemic lifestyle. You know, I, I, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what, how many of these practices actually continue once this is over. Well, I feel like, I think a couple things, like just to add to what you said, I think a, peop, a lot of people still are nervous. There's no end to this. We don't know yet. Um, and I think that, you know, things like that kind of like ease the tension a little bit, you know, like I, yeah. and I think that, um, the other thing I've noticed, which I think is funny, is I shared with you guys last episode, like I do virtual calls and I, like I'm a sales rep. I'm always going from place to place. I work remotely quite a bit. But what I found is that even when I do a, you know, if I have customers that, you know, some sit in Denver, some sit in Boston, and, you know, even if I'm at home taking it via Zoom or on a WebEx, I always wear what I would wear to work. Like I always put a blazer on, like I always, you know, just w if I have customers, but it's funny because I've caught up with a couple customers virtually and it's almost like we're, bo we're both wearing like Vineyard Vines hoodies. Like, you know, we're not like, I've, I've noticed like even my coworkers, like my the managers, like no one's shaving, like, you know, like no, everyone's kind of like a little <laughs> yeah. more like kind of treating it like the same, but getting away with more because it's like a snow day. You know what I mean? Like, and I've, on that note, I've noticed people, people have started drinking earlier in the day and it's <laughs> yeah. totally acceptable. Like our, our happy hour was at 4.30 yesterday and I was like, yeah. you know, I'm not one to really crack open the wine at 
4.30 typically, but I mean, I got to do what the business needs right now. And the business yeah. needs me to enjoy this happy hour. <laughs> when I used to travel, when I lived across, um, when I lived in California and I didn't really have a lot of friends yet and I was traveling and stuff, I always kept alcohol in my house because, and I would drink at night. And so when I moved back here and realized it was a really bad habit that I got into, I made a rule, no drinking during the week. Like when you're at your apartment by yourself, like just don't do it. So I kind of like kept with that and I've done a really good job the last like few years. But like when I stocked up on alcohol, when I flew home on Friday, like just because it's sitting here, I find myself being like, okay, yeah, I'll open the red wine, even though like, I don't really want it. Like I don't (laughs) really need it, but it's just like, I feel like I don't have anything else to do, which like isn't true. It's just how I feel. Cause we're like, stuck at home. So I find myself, I agree with you. I find myself drinking a little bit more than I thought I would for sure. But you probably also, you know, instead of going out on a Friday night and having a few drinks, maybe you have one drink every night. (laughs) That sounds very alcohol. That sounds very alcoholic. We're going on a complete tangent right now, but this might be be another episode where we talk about alcohol tendencies during quarantine. No, literally. No, but Sarah, I really, I do agree with what you said. I think, I actually think I was teasing you, but I actually do think it's good that, you know, your, your place of work is really trying to keep people at ease and keep, you know, Mm -hmm. new things coming in. It's probably a lot, you know, it's probably definitely helpful. Yeah, no, I think it helps. I think a lot of people are anxious and nervous and we're still busy, you know, so it's not necessarily like I'm sitting at home with nothing to do, which of course I recognize that we're lucky, right? That our jobs may not be impacted by this yet. Um, But at the same time, it's like, you know, I got work to do. I can't be doing yoga midday. (laughs) But then I'm like, you know what? This is good for me. This is good for everybody. And I kind of forced myself to appreciate those moments a bit but um on a more on a more serious note (laughs) let's talk about what it feels like to you know potentially (laughs) potentially be exposed to someone who's been tested positive for this yeah so we're gonna do a whole separate episode on this and i mentioned it a little bit in the first one but like just to put everyone's mind at ease i'm pretty sure that i convinced myself i've had this already even though i have no data to back that up um, but yesterday, I was actually driving with my dog to one of my old coworkers' house because I'm I'm gonna borrow a road bike from her because I'm doing a road bike. Uh, that's a whole other story. We can talk about that. Uh, but I'm doing a I'm doing a race in in the summer, and I'm gonna borrow her bike. And I was driving, and we I got I kept getting these texts. My phone started blowing up, and then I saw my, an email popped up, um, and it said urgent call in you know six minutes. Need you like mandatory join in, and I was like, oh weird, like what's going, you know, so I pulled over to the side, there was a Dunkin' Donuts like on the road and I, so I pulled over and I started checking my texts and I started checking like what this was about. And, um, I, I told you guys I was traveling last week. Um, in my profession, you have to get certified on different solutions and all this stuff. Um, and so they send you to, you know, a, a remote location, um, to, even though there's hundreds of people there taking different types of training. Um, and it turns out that, um, I kind of got they. I kind of got the backstory, but it turned out that there was risk because one of our presenters, who was actually certifying, um, had tested positive, and I didn't even know that at first. Um, at first, they told us someone that was in contact with us was in contact with someone who was positive. Then, when we got on the call, we found out. I, sh- I shared all these with Sarah, and then when we got on the call, we they wouldn't give us names and. 
you know, they, because of HIPAA, um, but they, you know, we pretty much put it together that this was a presenter and we, we think it was probably their husband or wife. We don't even know if it was a boy or a girl, a man or woman. We think it was their husband or wife who maybe tested positive and, and obviously then he or she tested positive. And the scary part, a couple scary things. One, it's like, you know, I'm not surprised that that's happening. I've heard of a lot of people kind of being like, you know, I'm getting calls like this or just out of, you know, an abundance, as they say, an abundance of caution, you know, do this. But, you know, the weird thing was, was they almost read to you like a script. It's almost like exactly what you see in the, you know, in the news and stuff, because everyone, you know, everyone's afraid of getting sued. No one really knows the right way to go about this. And so they really kind of came at us on the call in a very nice you know, non-panicky tone and just kind of read us a script, like exactly what I said to you more, a little more professionally. Mm-hmm. And one, it was silent. And one of the guys who was in the training from the UK just goes, what the, and it kind of broke the silence because like no one, like no one really knew what to say. And we couldn't really ask questions. Um, I will say there was one piece where, you know, they asked us if we, basically what they did was they asked us if we had any symptoms um, they took all of our information and our insurance because they're, they're heading up a kind of a fast track to get a test out of everyone who was at that training facility, um, which is nice. We left on Thursday because Friday got canceled. So basically today was seven days. And so they're asking us to self-quarantine for seven more days. Um, and, you know, I, I, I said to you guys on the last episode, I'm kind of one of the ones who is a little, I would say probably a little more positive. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I haven't been so much, you know, in getting nervous and and things like that. But, you know, there's something to be said when you get an urgent call like that. Um, And you kind of see the thing that hit me the most was the people that were the most upset were the people with kids because they said on the call, like they, they basically said on the call, um, I, we apologize to you with families, but please, you know, think about self-quarantining from them. And, you know, if you have young kids, I can only imagine that it's kind of, you know, your parents come home from training for a week and that everything's fine and they're already in this new reality. And then now they can't have contact with their mom or dad. So I totally understand, you know, so I think that was pretty, um, I think that was pretty um, eye-opening. And, you know, so now for me, I am just going to be in my house now for seven more days. And, Boston and Massachusetts, as we shared, is pretty locked down anyway. Um, most people aren't doing anything unless they're walking their dog. And so I don't think it'll be, you know, that bad of a reality for me. I feel fine. But yeah, it's, I mean, let's be honest, like it's a little nerve wracking to just mm-hmm. get that, you know, get those initial calls. So that was, that's kind of been my experience with it. Um, and yeah, yeah, so it's interesting. So I am self-quarantined for seven more days. Is the moral of the story? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know what's funny though is when you came back from your trip. I I think it was it was last weekend, right? Friday. We were talking about yeah. recording a podcast episode, and in my head, I was like, well, maybe we should just do it in person. But then in my head, I was also like, well, she did just come back from a trip. Maybe yeah. that wouldn't be smart. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, but, don't worry. My I mean, family like, literally case, won't let me come home. So even when I flew home Friday, I had to go pick up my dog and they all were like, and I, I kind of got in a fight with them. They were like, I mean, I did get in a fight with them. They were like, no, you can't, we don't want you coming in. They said it a little nicer, but obviously after traveling and I was obviously a little more upset and now I'm like embarrassed because I have to like tell them they were right. So, I, <laughs> and, and those of you who know me know I do not like 
losing to my brother and sister. So um, I told it's, my mom. It's an interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's an interesting point, though, because I feel like there's a lot of people who have been kind of like feathers have been ruffled a little bit by this change in lifestyle and people being like, well, I don't want to hang out with you in person and that stuff. And and for people who aren't kind of fully on board with the reasoning behind it. And if you haven't listened to our first episode yet, it's, you know, we talk a little bit about flattening the curve and why all this canceling everything stuff is important. But for people who either are in an area where this isn't hitting them as hard as it's hitting others or where they're just not fully on board with why we have to be so quarantined and, and contained. I think you're getting a lot of people who are like, what, like, you know, you don't want to hang out with me or you don't want to do this or, or that. And, and I think the more this, and this is exploding, even in the last couple of days since the first episode we did, I mean, already, I think it's going up ex- as I keep telling people as I get texts, from them saying like, oh, you know, this many more cases and wow, it's really exploding here now. I'm like, yep, we're going up the curb. Yes. <laughs> like, like we're on our way up basically. And I keep just it, saying like, just think we're testing. Like that's the, you know what I mean? Like I know they're going up, yeah. but we almost want them to go up because that means people are getting tested and we can start figuring out, you know, right. what's right. going on. Now I think, and like you said, we'll do this in a later episode. I too really believe that I've already had this and it was back in mid-February or mid early mid-February and had all this, you know, if I had those symptoms today, I would without a doubt assume that I had coronavirus and I would probably have been taken more seriously at the doctor's office yeah. um, when, I went, when I went in because I couldn't breathe. Um, but that's an episode for another day. But I think it's been an interesting time. Yeah. And so we'll start to see things change very rapidly. And, uh, you know, the, the changes in work life, the changes in personal life and self-isolation, all that stuff, I think it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah. 2020 is going to be real, man. Like, <laughs> um, so Sarah, before we wrap this episode, um, What's one thing, because now we're going, we, I know we both quarantined this weekend, but like a lot of people didn't. And I think we've all seen the videos of the college kids they were interviewing. Like, I'm sorry, if someone interviewed me yeah. when I was 21 years old on spring break, I'm sure they wouldn't have gotten the best response either. Um, oh, however, what's one, what's one activity that you are going to do this weekend as you're uh, quarantined um, for the first real weekend that people, most people will be taking it seriously? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I feel like, honestly, this is going to sound sad, but I, I like my weekends typically, I'm not like a social butterfly all the time. And so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that I do on the weekends that's kind of a reset and recharge for me. And I kind of like a lot of alone time on the weekends because yep. that's the time I need to kind of get back to my base, basically. Nice. And so for me, it's going to be a lot of the same things that I do on the weekends, like writing, reading, catching up on things. Um, you know, I have a blog, we have the podcast, we have, it's just stuff that I do on the weekends that doesn't necessarily involve social interaction. Yeah. I think I will, I will miss those opportunities to go out and see friends and do all that. But I think, you know, the one thing I'm going to do differently because we have been quarantined ready for a week is I'm really going to try and get outside as much as I can, nice. obviously, but within the confines of social isolation, but get out and whether it's a hike or something just to kind of see a different scenery and environment than I've seen for the last week. 
Nice. What about you? Um, so I am terrible at unpacking. I leave suitcases unpacked, especially give you an example. We went to Aruba, don't need the dresses. They're still sitting there. Um, and then I was traveling for training last week. Haven't even unpacked that suitcase yet. Cause now I'm home. Um, so my one goal is to just unpack, get everything, get all the clothes situated, situated, actually do laundry. And I feel like if I can accomplish that, then I've accomplished something. So that's it. Very nice. simple. And we'll, when nice. we record on Monday, we'll see if we held each other accountable on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do it. That's, that's part of the fun, right? You got to check in with your, check in with your friends, check in with your loved ones, make sure everyone's doing, you know, the right thing, staying home, but also taking themselves. So nice. important stuff. But uh, thanks everyone for listening. Definitely you. share your thoughts and let us know if there's specific topics you want us to talk about here. Or if you want to jump on, we're trying to record these a few a week um, after work. So if there's something you want to talk about and maybe want to just come on and we're doing these quick, you're more than welcome. So just shoot Sarah or she, she obviously handles our Instagram, but um, just shoot her a DM if you, if there's something that um, if there's something you want to talk about and uh, we appreciate it. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks everyone. <laughs>